This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Days ago, I read that the New York State will soon prohibit pet stores from selling dogs, cats, and rabbits in order to avoid inhumane conditions in several pet stores. This ban will take effect in December of 2024. But in terms of animal welfare ethics, it is curious that precisely this ban is promoted in New York, the same city that is struggling with a huge rat population and it is currently implementing different alternatives to control rat reproduction, which includes massive killing. It happens all the time around the world. While I talk to you, some animals are being considered part of the family, while other animals represent a public health risk. Some species are protected, whilst others are consumed massively or condemned to extinction due to human perspectives. Double standards are evident in this regard. It is totally clear that pets are first-class animals. So, if you consider yourself a pet lover, but also an animal lover, how do you digest this position of human society? I am Guillermo Rico, veterinarian and animal expert. Welcome to Entre Animales by Pet Life Radio. I'll be right back after these messages to talk about pet privilege. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms, and our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Entre Animales with Guillermo Rico by Pet Life Radio. Human attitudes towards animals have changed to the extent that the latter have been widely incorporated as moral agents deserving of respect. Although it is true that, since humanity can remember, comparisons and equivalences have been made between humans and animals, the idea that animals can suffer is relatively recent. In this sense, in the last decades, the study of animal behavior and some physiological variables has contributed to the development of animal welfare as a science. The first research of animal welfare was developed in the United Kingdom in the 60s, studying farm animals. It is like a paradox that 60 years after, when we refer to animal welfare rights immediately, we relate it with pets. Why pets? Are they first-class animals? Do they deserve more consideration than the animals that we eat or the animals that we avoid? Is all this animal welfare theory built around dogs and cats just because we love to live with them, to snuggle them and treat them almost as people? Pets are part of a symbiotic 
relationship in which both animals and humans benefit. Although this practice dates back to prehistoric times, the use of animals as pets apparently satisfies a deep and universal need that humans have. There are plenty of benefits of sharing our lives with pets. A study conducted in Sweden recently found that dog ownership is associated with a lower risk of cardiovascular disease and associated mortality. Similarly, a study conducted in the United States concluded that sharing life with a dog or cat decreases the probability of suffering from systemic hypertension. Nowadays, we consider pets as a species apart, as profoundly appropriate objects of human affection and love. They are, in fact, part of our family. This is why the number of services for pets has skyrocketed along with pet advocacy groups. It is now possible to find your dog or cat a herbal massage or pastries anywhere you go. Pet market is not limited anymore to healthcare, grooming, and boarding services. Now you can find personal pet trainers and even pet-oriented airlines. There is a big industry of services and goods designed specifically for pets to satisfy human needs. The responsibilities humans have towards their dogs and the cats are also complicated through a pet position in the home as a loving companion. While many dog and cat owners attempt to treat their pets with justice and care, many of these same people inadvertently impede their pets' welfare by treating their pets like humans rather than as animals. Curiously, Within dogs, there are differences. For example, currently in Spain, there is the debate of a new animal welfare law that grants privileges to pet dogs, but established that hunting and herding dogs don't deserve the same considerations. Why not if they are the same species? What happens if you have, as a pet, a border collie or a coonhound? It clearly depends on the kind of relationship established with humans. Although dogs and cats are present today in most human societies, fulfilling the role of pets and, in some cases, almost replacing children, in others they continue to fulfill hunting, work, guard tasks, and pest control. Even in some Carpathian herding communities, dogs rarely serve as playmates as they do in societies like ours. Don't you think that dogs and cats deserve the same animal rights despite the function that they play in our society? This reminds me a cartoon I saw once in which a pig, a cow, a hen and a horse, I believe, sitting around a table ask a cat and a dog about all the benefits and rights that they have for being pets. In the same table, must be included the rest of animal species, asking these beloved two species about animal welfare. Besides, in the United States, it is becoming more common to hear about coyotes attacking or threatening house pets in backyards. Everybody is concerned about that. Even there are people asking for more wildlife control, despite the fact that the problem is caused mainly by humans due to urbanism and less abundance of natural coyote preys. 
What happens if somebody kills a Kiare claiming defense of house pets? In that case, where are Kiare's animal welfare rights? In the woods? Maybe? In past episodes of this podcast, I talked to you about the biggest controversy that cats currently arouse, the impact they generate on wildlife. Both animal activists and conservationists should have greater coincidences in this aspect. Although it seems that the former deny the animal welfare that must also be guaranteed to wildlife that can potentially be predated by cats. Conservationists have reported declines in natural wildlife populations, particularly birds and reptiles, as a result of the presence of feral cats in natural and urban habitats. Animalists argue that domestic cats cannot be the scapegoat for this problem, since there are obviously other anthropogenic factors responsible for the defaunation. But in the same way that we promote animal welfare for cats, we must do it for the wildlife potentially predated by feral cats. Despite being one of the world's most popular and appreciated pets in Australia, feral cat management and control programs have a high public support. Nevertheless, in the United States, particularly in urban areas, there is a public controversy around cat control. Something similar happens in Europe and South America. We'll continue with our really cool topic right after these messages from our sponsors. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome! Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We are back. For me, it is important to be honest with you. I am not an animalist in terms of being vegan or considering animals as human beings. I am just an animal lover. My belief, maybe a little delusional, is that we, as human beings, must do everything we can in order to diminish animal suffering. It doesn't matter if we must control a plague of rats or pigeons. The industry must develop products and protocols that substantially prevent pain in any animal by using any available control methods. I understand that there are some animal populations that can affect humanity, but the animal control in these situations must take into account animal welfare. It doesn't matter if we must breed and feed livestock to feed humanity, and the pets as well. During the whole process, we must design enclosures and production systems that promote animal welfare and keep animals out of suffering pain, even during the slaughter. It has no reason that we pay $50 for a comfortable bed for our dog but we don't care about husbandry conditions within animal production systems. It is clear that if I share my life with a cat, I must enrich the internal environment of my house in such way that my cat can express all its natural behavior. But 
If I promote animal welfare, I must be consistent. I won't allow my cat to explore outdoors because it represents a potential high risk for the wildlife that surrounds my house and shares a huge environment with me, my family, and my community. If I don't want to have an uncomfortable encounter with a coyote in my neighborhood, I must be aware of not poisoning or hunting its natural prey such as badgers, skanks, raccoons, and foxes. Remember that coyotes have an important ecological role helping to maintain healthy ecosystems and species diversity. The message that I want to send you through all this speech is that as human beings and members of a community, regardless of whether we live with a pet or not, we must always promote animal welfare. You don't have to be an activist. For sure, you will contribute to the awareness of animal welfare by your buying patterns and by the relationship you have with your surroundings. Maybe it is true that pets are first-class animals, but why don't we think about the way of allowing other animal species into first class too? Well, I'm out of time, so I would like to thank Mark Winter, producer of Pet Life Radio, for making this show possible. Don't forget to buy my book Entre Animales in Amazon. Just $6 and you'll get plenty of stories about living within animals. Also, follow me on Twitter at GricoVet and on Instagram at G-R-I-C-O-H. I also invite you to read my blog, entreanimales.shop. Until next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.